With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bécher, meaning digger. And hello everybody, welcome along. It is another edition, the first of 2024 for the Cricket Badger podcast and a uh, special mention to the Garavayan YouTube channel as well. Um, Lucas, uh, a part of that. And uh, Lucas, our, uh, our resident Aussie, is back with me for the start of 2024. First and foremost, everybody, before we get into the uh, the issue of today, Happy New Year to all the Cricket Badgers, to all the Garavayan's uh, followers and to you, Lucas, as well. Happy New Year, mate. Yes, happy new year to all the viewers um, and to you, James. Uh, hope for, hope for, I'll, I'll be respectful. Hope for a happy new year um, for you personally, but that's as far as I'll go when it comes to any English people. Um, so, <laughs> but but I wish you will, James. May all your <laughs> test defeats in 2024 be painless, Lucas. That's what I would say to you in response to that. Um, but today, um, we're going to look at this issue: Is Test cricket dying? If so, how can it be revived? What does cricket have to do, basically, to keep Test cricket at the uh, the forefront of the game? Um, has cricket got its priorities wrong? And this really stems from, this chat stems from a couple of things that have happened in the, the last week or so. Um, firstly, South Africa have named a, a touring party for the Test series against New Zealand, which is very much a B team. Um, because it coincides with their new South African T20 tournament. Um, obviously, a lot of money um, will be generated by that tournament. So they've got their their A-listers, for want of a better phrase, committed to that. Um, can't tour New Zealand. Um, and therefore, a lot of test caps have been going to potentially be given to people who weren't really going to be getting them at this part of their career. Um, who knows who might come from this? It might actually be the best thing that's ever happened to South African cricket. They might find some legends um, crop up out of the B team, but we'll find out that um, as we go through 2024. But it's left a lot of us thinking, surely this isn't the right way to 
tackle test cricket to kind of, you know, test cricket should be the pinnacle. We've seen Steve Waugh making a lot of comments saying, how can we say this is the true test of a player if they're not playing against the best um, opponents that can be? I do feel for New Zealand fans that have bought tickets for that series, who have uh, bought tickets thinking they're going to see the South African top stars and uh, they're not going to be seeing those stars at all. And then you you mentioned on our WhatsApp group this morning, Lucas, the Shaheen Shahafridi um and his decision to miss the last test um, against Australia because he is the T20 international captain. It's going to be his first series as a T20 captain. And he's decided to rest in the final test and um, wait for the T20s to arrive. A lot of this is understandable, Lucas, I would suggest. But it's also not great, is it? Well, it's. I understand why they're all doing it. You know, T- T20 is a shorter game. It's, it's, it's less on the body. You know, in today's modern game, you know, injuries, uh, you're more accept- you're more likely to get an injury than not you know, um, playing back then because of all the T20, because of all the ODIs. Um, so I understand why players want to play the short format of the game. You know, they bowl four overs. If you're a bowler, that's it, you're done. Good game. Uh, if you're a batter, you can just hit it from wherever you want. You know, good game. He can make a very good living as a batter, hitting yeah. um, regularly hitting sort of 33 yeah. off 16 balls, can't you? Yeah. Which takes some doing, exactly. don't get me wrong, but it's um, it's not yeah. necessarily grinding out a test innings over two days, is it? No, well, I think with all the cricket we've seen in the last 12 months, I think, and especially the Asher series, you know, it's kind of a, that was kind of a step forward, that series. Um, it, it was one of the best series that I can remember. And then, you know, with all this stuff, it's 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 taken a step back. What I don't like personally is why does test cricket have to be the guinea pig of these other formats? Now, this is going to sound probably a bit, you know, sarcastic and that, but when you live, when you play as a, when you grow up to be a, a cricketer in Australia, you're cherished to play one format, test match cricket. That's your dream. You dream there to, to make 100 on a boxing day or 100 against England in the Ashes. You're not really there to belt some bowler around the park, as you said, 30 or 15 balls. You're there to play test cricket. And I'm not having a go at other nations for this, but we've seen we've seen what it happens to the West Indies. West Indies were an absolute powerhouse uh, all those years ago, and, and now their test cricket is dead. Um, and they struggled to make World Cups because of T20. Sri, Sri Lanka was also a very good test nation, uh, and that's been ruled by, T, by T20. I just don't think other countries have prioritised um, Test cricket. I was I was very upset with South Africa because I thought South Africa, I knew they had trouble, but they would always put on a Test series, you know, on their summer always. And to come out and to play a, as you mentioned, a B squad against New Zealand, I think that's extremely disrespectful. Now, having said that, having said that, I've got no problem if South Africa play. If South Africa said. You know what? Well, I want to send a B grade team to New Zealand. I want to rest our bowlers. I want to rest our batsmen. That's fine. I've got no problem with that. But once again, it's at the expanse of T20. That's the huge problem I have with this. It's always test crickets, guinea pig, or experiment. You know, when when someone wants to do something with T20, and 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 that's the worst thing about T20. It it's killing test cricket. Uh, and, and it's not just for the South African series. It's with Shaheen Afridi. I thought Shaheen Afridi in the second test bowled extremely well. And then for him to pull out and say, you know what, it's work management. I think that I think that's poor. I think that's that's just a very poor decision. You grow up to play Test cricket for 
the mental ability. It, it's it's the only format where it challenges you in mentally, emotionally, physically. It's the only format. And to say, you know what, well, I don't really want to bowl these overs. You know, I want to have a rest work management. I, I just I think that's meant. I think that's I think that's mentally weak. And that pains me to say that because Shaheen Afridi is a very good. He's a world class bowler. On his day, he is world class in any format, especially test matches. And again, like I said, it's at the expense of T20. Yeah. Not, at the, not yeah. the, uh, the expense of T20s. It's actually better T20s. No, I, I, I agree with you to a large extent, but I do think in all of these situations, there are more than one side to it, probably five sides to it. I think with the South yeah. African situation, um, from what I understand, I mean, Fidozi Munda, um, South African journalist, wrote a really good piece on the uh, ESPN Crick Info site. Um, if you're watching Fidozi, Happy New Year. Um, the um, it, It's not just about... The, the, it, it comes down to the cash, but it comes down to the fact that the South African Cricket Board need the cash to, to survive. So therefore, they've introduced a, a T20 tournament to try and um, get revenue. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I mean, we're... I, I like watching. I mean, where we differ, I think, is I like watching T20 competitions around the world. You're not so keen. But um, wh- whatever we think about T20, it's here to stay and there will be franchise tournaments. South Africa are trying to get their piece of the pie because as, as a, an international nation, they're not the richest cricket nation there is. So they're trying no. to, trying to um, wipe the feet and keep paying the bills. They have to do that. Um, it's not, you know, they've said to these players, it's not the players' fault because they've said to these players, you've got to play in this. And yeah. we kind of own you because we pay your wages. So you're playing, um, what you're doing in, in this period of the calendar is playing in the in the South African T20, not going with the test team. So they, they've they kind of got no choice really for from that respect. Um, and I, I think apparently the South African Cricket Board tried more than once to reschedule the test series against uh, New Zealand, um, but couldn't find another window to do it. Because we've only got, we said many times on this podcast, you've only got 365 days in a year. um, And there's so much going on. There's so much in a calendar that, you know, just to try and rejig a test series like that has proved impossible despite the efforts of the South African cricket board. So ultimately, um, hopefully as a one-off, they've just had to kind of like bite the lemon and suck it up and, um, and, and this isn't ideal. What my take on this would be, rather than to criticise the South African Cricket Board and to criticise the players themselves, I think the South African Cricket Board would admit this isn't ideal. I think the players themselves would admit this isn't ideal. New Zealand certainly would think this isn't ideal because they've been selling tickets on the basis that this first eleven's mm-hmm. coming and, it, and it's not. What the game needs is leadership. What the game needs is the very top of the game to actually... Tackle this. I mean, we've been talking about this on the Cricket Badger podcast, the inequality around the world in terms of what the cricket boards get. The fact that there are the big three, there's you in Australia, there's me in England, there's the guys watching in India who are now probably the most powerful country in the cricket world and the richest country in the cricket world, who are basically dictating to the rest of the cricket world what is right and what is wrong and what they should do and what they shouldn't do. There needs to be a more equitable split of the funding so that the South African Cricket Board is able to actually then you know, pay its test cricketers possibly a better price and, and to avoid this. But but more than anything, the ICC, what are you actually there for? Are you just a glorified 
events business who host you know international tournaments and basically have the uh, the big seats in the in the hospitality boxes at the top of it and swan around or are you actually here to administer and guide this sport of ours into the future because if you are the latter and i would suggest that is should that should be your role um you should be foreseeing eventualities like this and guarding against them we've been talking on the cricket budget podcast for years about how T20 franchises are a potential danger for test cricket, how the calendar's only got 365 days in it, how money is, um, shouldn't be the be-all and end-all of sport. It's important, but it shouldn't be the be-all and end-all. And we should be giving priority to test cricket and priority to T20 and pro- priority to ODIs, giving everybody their chance to shine, but doing it joined up. Where is the talking to each other in all of this process? Where is the... Um, yeah, we need somebody to actually say this is dangerous. This is potentially Test cricket is going to be um, obliterated by this. If everybody who has got any talent goes off and plays T Twenty franchise leagues, and Test cricket teams are basically, from an English perspective, kind of second eleven county teams almost. Test cricket is dead, isn't it? Here the now on the head of the ICC, they need to do more. I. I would. This is my suggestion. If a if a nation needs money, give it to them. They won't. But I I have. If ICC came out and said, you know what, South Africa, here's three hundred million. You know, fix, fix your fix your league, fix your problems. I I just think that that's they try to fix T Twenty. I think I I I don't think they work on Test cricket. And I think that's a, the problem with a lot of nations. I don't think I don't agree with you there. I think every cricket board is looking towards Test cricket as important. They are looking towards other things as being important too. So th- this route um, potentially of yours, Lucas, with all due respect, of just saying Test cricket is the only important thing, isn't the way to look at the future. Yeah, whether you like not- whether whether you like white ball or not, we've got to look at um, the global game as red and white ball. We've got to find a place for both, haven't we? The people that follow follow me on social media and that, they think I have some kind of problem with T20 ODI. That's not the case. That was, that was at the start with, that was never the case. I loved watching white ball cricket as much as red ball cricket, especially during the peak. Um, you know, I was a young boy, six-year-old, you know, watching the 1990, 1999 World Cup um, when Australia famously bet South Africa in that semi-final. Um, you know, I, I was a young boy glued to my TV watching that series. And then I wouldn't go to school, you know, when they played in the Caribbean um, in the next World Cup um, because games are at 4 or 5 a.m. I refuse to go to school. Um, probably that's why I haven't got a good education, James, but that's a different conversation. Um, but I used to love white ball cricket. I used to watch it. It's just in your face now. It's just it's just too much of a, you know, when the IPL came out, I used to be a Deck and Chargers fan who are no longer in the IPL at this point. Um, you know, I used to love watching Adam Gilchrist, Andrew Simon smack him around the park in the IPL, but it, it's now in your face and it's now it's now the expense, I keep saying the expense of T20, but it's the expense of test cricket and that's what I really don't like. I don't like one, one format being sacrificed for another format where test cricket has always been the number one format. You know, before T20 came in, you know, during even even where um, World Series of Cricket was was in in the 70s you know test cricket was still the number one format and and that's what i have a huge problem with i i, I, I if players want to play ipl that's fine got no problem with that if they want to play south african league if they want to play big batch i've got no problem with that but not at the expense of test cricket that's where i have the biggest problem with james 
Jacob and I sent the badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Some questions coming in. Ashitosh Chachavedi. Apologies if I've absolutely butchered your name there. Atashosh, but uh, it all boils down to viewership, he says. Follows that up with, I love test cricket, but finding it difficult to watch for longer periods of time. I mean, the world is changing, Lucas, isn't it? Because when yeah. I was a lad, as, as going back into the black and white period, um, the. Um, yeah, did they have, did have, they have TVs when you were born, James? We had to wind them up, Lucas. <laughs> we had to wind them up, and uh, they were powered by, uh, yeah, by the sun. Um, but the, uh, yeah, when I was a boy, there wasn't. Um, or you know, lo- there wasn't loads of satellite channels for a start. Um, there wasn't um, social media. I mean, when I was a kid, there wasn't the internet. Um, you know, we relied on teletext and CFAX to find out what the uh, the England team was going to be on a Sunday at a certain time. You'd be refreshing the page on the television to find out what the uh, the test squad was going to be. Um, and the world's changed because now we've got um, well, we're on YouTube now. You've got YouTube Shorts. You've got Twitter. You've got um, everybody's able to consume news and to keep up to date with events um, on their phones, on the train and wherever they are. And they can do it in bite-sized ways. Um, a T20, a, the 100, um, first time I've mentioned that in 2024, um, a T10 is much more um, geared towards the youth of today and their kind of short attention spans, I guess, for, without trying to be um, disrespectful. They like things to be quick. They like things to be easy, and they like things to be um, consumed um, fast food style, don't they? A test match, as uh, Ashitosh was suggesting, is over five days. Me and you love it because it is, um, t- to me anyway, the pinnacle of the game. It's where you test yourself, the stamina, your techniques tested, um, and you are, um, if you succeed at test level, for me, you are the best cricketer around. But... Is a 18-year-old lad now who's going off to university, got his phone in his pocket, going to give five days to a test match? I I agree with that with that point 100%. But let's let's look at the the Asher series, the Asher series, the one that just gone. If you are an 18 or 17-year-old lad or whatever, and you can't take anything from that series, there must be something wrong with you. You know, surely you can take something from that series. Now I know that's only one series and not every test series is going to be like that. Just look at Pakistan and but Australia. You might, you might be, you might be taking it without watching it for five days. You might be getting your half, half an hour highlights. You might be yeah. Uh, yeah. just getting the updates on your, on your Twitter feed. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean the women um, obviously playing test cricket, there was a, yeah, the, the English women don't play anywhere near enough test cricket in my view. And I think a lot of the English women players really want to, um, play a little bit more because they they understand that that is a, a different challenge or a, a, a really big challenge. 
And we have the Ashes, the women's Ashes, where there's one test and then a whole host of whiteboard games with yeah. points awarded for each one. I'd love to see yeah. at least two tests in that series. Um, well, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Zimbabwe, Bangladesh. Um, we've, we've brought in Ireland um, as a test playing nation. We brought yeah. in Afghanistan as a te- test playing nation. They've hardly played since they were brought into the fold because the big boys aren't playing them, are they? And this, and this is why I said to you on a previous podcast, I think then if they were to have a test license giving an, sorry, if the, if the ICC were giving a test license to a new country, that would most likely be Netherlands. But I don't want Netherlands to get it anytime soon because the big boys are not going to play them. Just look at look at Ireland, look at Zimbabwe, look at Afghanistan. They hardly they hardly play any test matches, and if they do, it's a one off series or, you know, a two test series. You know, there there should be. This is my belief, and I've said this on other shows as well. That if you're travelling to South Africa, it should be mandatory you're playing Zimbabwe. If you're cha- if you're travelling to India, it should be mandatory to play Afghanistan. That's where they play their test matches in India. If you don't know, same with same with Ireland in Utah, England. It should be mandatory, and I think that's where the ICC should should come down hard on that. That's where the ICC needs to get better uh, in scheduling more Test matches to these nations. Now that's all good, you know. Look at look at Afghanistan and World Cups and White Ball Cups. Yeah, they do fantastically well. That that's that's fantastic. That's great. No problem whatsoever. But at the end of the day, they do have a Test license. You know, we don't know how we don't know how good these players are going to be in test matches because they never play. Uh, that's that the most well. important thing about with, it, James. With Ireland, they had a terrific side. They they kind of earn yeah. their they earn their test license by playing white ball cricket, yeah. basically, don't they? Because yeah. that's all they have to have to play. Yeah. Uh, and Ireland had a really good white ball side for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then got the test license years after that. By the time they got to play test cricket, a lot of those players had gone and. There seem to be less coming through, and now they're not playing county cricket. The island setup isn't uh, as strong as it no. used to be. So um, Ashitosh followed up with, um, but I am more interested in following tests than T20s, um, and I watched the highlights even after months and years. And then Bulldozer, Williams, oh, Bulldozer, he says, I think it's the fans, people's attention spans aren't there to handle test cricket, which is basically yeah. what I was just saying there, Lucas. Well, they don't want to watch six hours of cricket. And, and again, well, that's what it is, two hours of excessive. Um, 90 overs in a in a game. Well, supposedly 90 overs in a game. Don't get me started on that. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Um, but they they can't. You know, it's a it's also a, it's it's a taxing game to watch as well, James, on the TV. Because mm. like I said, you're there for six hours watching. Sometimes you can be watching absolutely nothing, or sometimes it could be one of the greatest series ever. It's a it's a it's a mixed bag. And I understand why what you just brought up there that people just might watch highlights of it. And I think you know what this this might be good or this is not as good as or any exciting as T20, and that and I think it's still the number one format. It's still the the poster format of the ICC. If it's no longer the poster format of the ICC, then why are the ICC fighting it? Why are the ICC saying, oh well, you know, Test cricket still number one, blah blah blah? Don't don't mention it. Change change your opinion. Change the poster boy. No, that, encourage, that's also don't, don't encourage him to do that, Lucas. Don't encourage him to do yeah. that. No, um, no, I don't. I don't want to encourage him to do that. But it, it sends mixed messages. Okay, you I, want to save Test cricket. That's why you brought in the Test World Championship. But how you executed that is completely wrong, in my opinion. I think it could have done a whole lot better. I, I don't blame the players in this. Never have done. Um, because no. if I if I was a player, if I was a young lad coming through with loads of talent, the ability to play a long innings, but the ability to hit the ball a mile as well. So I appealed to all formats. Um, cross-format player, 
um, ultimately it's your career. Um, and yeah. that a test hundred maybe doesn't pay the rent quite as much as a T20 hundred in the IPL. I, so, you, you know, you, what, what the game needs to do is have that balance. I mean, I've seen on, on Twitter a few suggestions or X as we're supposed to call it these days, a few suggestions of, um, could we have windows um, like, I mean, the IPL's basically got a window already, hasn't it, of two months where yeah. very little else is played during that time. You can't really give a window to every single country. You know, South Africa suddenly says, well, we need a month. The hundred suddenly says, we need a month. By the time you get down the uh, list of nations, there's 14 months been taken probably. But maybe there is a balancing act to say internationals take priority in XYZ month and 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 DEF months and then maybe white ball gets priority in the rest. It's a it's a fine balance that the ICC have have trying to fight for. I understand what you just mentioned, Windows, but then again you'll have players saying, well, I don't want to play in that window because I've just came off an IPL stint or I've came off a big bash stint. Uh now again I don't want to sound arrogant or sarcastic or someone saying oh he's typical arrogant Aussie, but maybe I am sometimes James. But Ooh, Australia don't, that. yeah. <laughs> but Australia, I, I I get it that South Africa, Sri Lanka, you know, Pakistan, they can't afford to be as luxurious as Australia or India or England, you know. But I I can't imagine an Australian Test player like David Warner or Steve Smith saying, you know what, I'm not going to play Test cricket because I want to play IPL somewhere or another league somewhere. So I, I, I can't imagine any of those guys saying it. Hasn't David, and, Warner just, hasn't David Warner just said exactly that? Yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that's, thank you, David Warner. Um, but I, he's, he's right, though. I, there would be no Australian player in the current test, test format. Now, obviously, you've got other players playing domestically that play IPL, such and such. You know, Adam Zampa doesn't have a test cricket. He plays IPL and whatnot. Glenn Maxwell. Now, again, that's fine. That's that's that's. I have no problem with that whatsoever. You can play IPL. Good luck, but not at the expense of Test cricket. And I just like I said, I can't imagine an Australian player ever doing that. Um, and I if and if they did, I, I've, I'm always strong on this. If you sacrifice Test cricket as an Australian player for IPL, because we pay our players extraordinary amount of dollars, um, just ridiculous amount of money. Um, three years ago, we upped the rages, you know, with the cricket, we, we switched TV networks and all that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I, I, my belief is if you, if as an Australian test match player, if you're in that system and you forfeit test cricket to play IPL or Big Bash or whatever, you should never play cricket for Australia again, in my opinion, ever again. That's not how it is, but it's kind of that it's a no-go area. And I would like other nations to push that kind of agenda through their plays. You know what? We can't let you do this. We want you to play test cricket. Now, this is where, again, I want the ICC to come in and to give money to these West Indies, give money to South Africa, so so they don't have to go along this line. Now, I know 48 hours ago I, was, I named a certain amount of players that, you know, I'll repeat at the moment, you're probably why it's not the player's fault. But what they've earned during IPL, you know, it's, it's a far amount of ridiculous worth of money they've earned. What the hell have um, you done to spend it with it all? Australian contracts are worth millions, says um, Cam yeah. Crick. Um, other yeah. than big three countries are nowhere near that. Um, and yeah. he's right. Um, yeah. and, uh, I mean, England yeah. had this a few years ago. 
um, what you were saying, Lucas. They had, um, during Kevin Peterson's time, he was saying, well, go and let me play IPL. I want to go and earn big bucks in the IPL. Because obviously at the time, Kevin, Park, um, Kevin Peterson was one of the marquee players. Um, you could um, you know, get a very big bid in an IPL auction and, and did do. And, and for a while, English cricket played hardball and said, no, you're going to play for England. We're not going to release you for the IPL. And ultimately, there was going to be, they're on the verge of a player's mutiny and Peterson was going to spit his dummy out. I, I understand why, um, to be honest. I don't agree yeah. with everything yeah. KP says, but I think yeah. in that respect, um, you're kind of restraining trade a little bit if you're stopping people going off and doing what they want to do. Um, but if you play that hardball game, the danger with Australia, um, you're Australian, you're talking about Australian cricketers, is that Pat Cummins, Mitchell Stark, yeah. David Warner, Travis Head, Steve Smith, etc., minus Labuschagne, turn around and say, "Well, stick your stick your Australian cricket. If you're going to be like that, we're going to go off and play T20s, and we're going to earn lots of money, and you can find another person to um, represent your team." Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think of the year. There was a similar situation where you just mentioned actually was was pretty true. Uh, I think it was before the South African series in Australia, where they got completely hammered. Um, I forgot what year that was, James. I think 216, 270. Okay. Um, anyway, there was a huge pay dispute. Uh, Steve Smith was the captain back then. Um, and it was it was pretty big in Australia. And I was very upset by that because Australia players were actually going to walk out. They were going to say, you know what, if you're not going to pay us, we're not going to play. And I have strong opinions on that as well. I said, well, if you're going to do that, if you're going to sell your baggy green, well, you can give that back and never play test cricket again. Um, something along those lines, a bit stronger. But And again, this is why I said the ICC need to give these these struggling nations money so they can push test cricket. Now, There's money in cricket. It's just all going to the same people. Yeah, that's, well, that, well, that's the problem, James. That, that, you hit the nail on the head. That's, it's going to the same place. And when it does go to the same place, they're not sharing. So maybe it's on the boards to... To maybe the ICC need to bring in a rule saying you need to get amount X amount of dollars into a format. You know, what whatever it takes. You know, I'm I'm you know, I, I never watched the West Indies play with the powerhouse of the eighties. No, that was before my time. Wonderful um, but that yeah, that that's an, an a crucial part of Test cricket, that era. A very crucial part. The dominance of of West Indies, you know, beating the mighty Australians, dominating the mighty Australians, um, led by Alan Border, the Chapels. Uh, it's it's and to see that nation just disappear into oblivion. They still play Test cricket, but to to see it just disappear into oblivion and all the all the blood, sweat, and tears that these legends before that Holder, Ambrose, Walsh, Lara. Gardner to, and Viv Richards. How can I forget Viv Richards? You know, put all their sweat, blood, and tears into that game and just completely go wasted. It's so sad to see, James. Very sad I, to see. I remember talking to Desmond Ames and Gordon Greenwich when I was in the Caribbean one year yeah. and I had very similar chats, sort of saying, um, you yeah, know, they need to involve the ex players. They need to be. I mean, basically, that, that turn, that team that came through the 80s, which you mentioned a lot of players from there. Um, was an extraordinarily fantastic team. Great team to watch. It was obviously, at the time, quite hard to watch because they were murdering our teams, um, 5 nil and, and everything. But um, it, it turned really quickly because the Brian Lara, I remember talking to Brian Lara um, and said, you'd be brilliant at T20. 
Because he'd only, I think, if you look at Brian Rara's record, he played about two or three T20 matches in his in his career before he retired. Um, you imagine what Brian Lara would have um, commanded at an IPL auction in his in his prime, um, and Viv Richards, many of them. Oh yeah, Viv um, Richards, definitely Viv Richards. Yeah, I mean he would have he would have gone for a fortune. <laughs> He'd have bankrupted the IPL because he'd gone for so much. But the um, yeah, my favourite player ever to watch, by the way. But um, yeah. yeah, that that turned very quickly because all of a sudden the Carib- the Caribbean didn't have the money to pay. Um, the players for playing test cricket as they thought they should be rewarded. So you got the likes of Chris Gale. You, you, there was a period of a few years where you could have named uh, an 11 for West Indies that would have been very competitive globally to play test cricket, but they were all playing IPL and playing franchise yeah. tournaments because they'd turn their back on the game. And they and they were looking after themselves. I don't blame any of those players for doing that because they were looking after themselves, their families, their bank balances. It's their career. They're trying yeah. to maximise their earnings. Course, yeah. But it was, you know, the West Indies Cricket Board just did not have the funds to compete. Um, and, you know, Pakistan, I, I saw a thing, something the other day saying, I don't know how true it is, that a lot of the Pakistan players have not been paid for ages um, for playing for Pakistan. Um, you know, they've got the PSL um, and the PSL has been big for Pakistan cricket. But, um, you know, we've obviously seen Shaheen. It might have been a dead rubber against Australia, but it's still a test cap. You know, how many of us watching this would, chop our right arms off to get a test cap for our countries. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, just just to go back a step, um, how I, I say this quite a bit and often get um, torn down for it when I say, surely playing for your country is the pinnacle. You know, if, if you're a young player coming through, you surely you have dreams of playing for your country rather than playing for Mumbai Indians. Yeah, maybe you have dreams of playing for Mumbai Indians, but, but that yeah, you play for Mumbai Indians to then get the test call up. Like a little like Surikumi Yadav did. He kind of played for Mumbai Indians for a long time and then got his call up for the uh, the Indian side. But for me, a, a test cap or an, an ODI cap or a T20I cap is more important than a cap in the domestic league. And however you might look at it, whether they're called well, franchises or not, IPL, South African. Caribbean Premier League, Pakistan Super League, the 100, is domestic cricket. It's not international cricket. You're playing against good players, obviously, but it's not the top end. It's not international. You know, with all those South African players you know, wanting to to play that that league, just look at how look at their young bowler, Berger, uh, who had a magnificent first test match, is, as I look now, just destroying the Indians in this in this match with his bowling. He's only this is his second test. This is his debut series. Mm. He won't be he won't be playing against New Zealand because he's going to play uh, in the South African Premier League. Mm. That's a young a young player like that, and he only your second Test match is already bogged down by money. That that's the most distressing thing about it. I can accept a player that's two two hundred matches, three hundred matches. That's fine, but a young player, James, a young player playing your debut series. And you can't play test cricket in against New Zealand because you want to play somewhere else for money. Re, let's rephrase that. The South African Cricket Board wants him to play somewhere else yeah, for money. Yeah, I think yeah, and 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 I, I think that that's like I said uh, for a young player like Berger, that that's just pathetic, absolutely pathetic. He's, he's first debut series, and they're already telling him where to play. They're already telling him you can't play against New Zealand, you can't play test cricket. I think that's an absolute disgrace, James. Mm-hmm. 
badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Together, we save balls. Thank you again to manscaped.com for their continued support of the Cricket Badger podcast into 2024. Quote Badger and uh, fill your boots, some really good gear on that site. Um, anyway, back to our chat. We've been talking about all things that uh, are harming Test Cricket or the things getting in the way of uh, um, Test Cricket being, well, certainly as big as me and Lucas want it to be in terms of the priorities. Is Test Cricket dying? One of the things that I know is upsetting you and has upset me over the years as well is um, overrates in test cricket. Um, they seem to be getting slower and low, uh, uh, slower and slower. I know DRS has not helped because obviously some of those reviews take ages, don't they? But get round, get round the park, bowl the next over. It's not hard, is it? This is one one of the worst. We, we talk about you know what can we do to to bring people to watch test cricket today when Australia played Pakistan. There was forty overs bowled uh, in two sessions. That is absolutely pathetic. Now, you, you did bring up a point saying, well, what are the batsmen doing? You know, what's going on? 30 to 40% of the time is a damn side screen. You know, there was a, an incident today um, in the SCG uh, where there was a little tear in the side screen. It took, it took 15 minutes to, to repair. And it was right. It wasn't in the middle. It was at the right end of the side screen. Um, it was just absolute farcical. Uh, other percent of the time it's, it's captains, you know, trying to set field placing every damn over. It's one of the worst, it's one of the worst things that are not, apart from bad light, that annoy me with test cricket is over rates. And it seems to me the ICC don't really care. Yeah. They put punishments in place, but for what? Just, oh, don't do that again. You know, slap on the wrist, you know, it, it, that I think ever since bringing in rules or punishments, it hasn't even, hasn't even worked James. They continue to do it, waste time. Now, you brought up a point saying, what if it's a batsman? Now, I've got a, I've got a perfect solution here. Perfect solution. If the bowlers are, and by the way, bowling 90 overs in, in six hours of play is not that hard, considering sometimes we go to 7 p.m. local time. So sometimes seven hours of cricket. Um, it is not that damn hard, with all due respect. Um, but, however, perfect solution. Uh, if a batsman holds up time, I think I think there there should be a three warning system. So, like you can make up a signal, look, do that, look at your watch, and and put a warning on batsman. Now, if, if the batsman get three warnings, captain gets immediately suspended a game. Bowling side, if you can't bowl ninety overs in a game, automatically one game suspension. If you put that in play, James, trust me, over rates are going to go up really quickly. Um, so it's not as simple as that, though, is it? It's not as simple as that because if your shoelaces come undone, you've got to stop to tie them up. If you are, um, if you're injured, you've got to stop to get treatment. Yeah. There are certain things that stop play, um, yeah. and then, I mean, kind of. I yeah. don't like the term gamesmanship or whatever, but you do get teams when they're playing out for a draw, they slow it down. The batting side yeah. 
um, slow it down. And that's part of the game. Um, it, it's part of the, it's, it's a good part of the game if it's your team slowing it down. It's a bad part of the game yeah. if it's the opposition slowing it down. But yeah. it's, it's happened um, forever um, in the well, game. So there are yeah, things yeah. that... Um, I mean, I, I, I um, think the umpires need to take more responsibility. I, I liked yeah. it in the Cricket World Cup recently where... Um, uh, a player that had just had a change of gloves, somebody ran on to bring him something else and the umpire told him to, to well, not in these words, but F off, basically. You know, you've only just been on, get get yourself off. We have designated yeah. drinks breaks and they had quite a lot of drinks breaks because it was so hot there. Um, so you didn't need any more. And you don't need them, you don't need them in test cricket either. You know, th- there are designated drinks breaks. Have them when they're scheduled. Yeah, yeah. and that, and that's another another thing. Someone gets struck somewhere no, I'm going to leave out head because that's mandatory. But someone gets head on the finger, head on the thumb, then drinks come on the field. You're not there to give the player drinks. You're there to treat him. He doesn't need he doesn't need a 10-minute drinks break. The batsman at the other end that's uninjured doesn't need a 10-minute drinks break. The team, then the other opposition team, the fielding team brings in drinks waiting for those for that batsman. That that needs to stop. That can be clamped down by the umpires. Um, there's so much that happens, you know, too often. Now, with your point about injuries, that's fine. I'm more than welcome. I'm more than happy to let that go with injuries and shoelaces, or you know, maybe someone walks in front of the side screen, which is a common problem everywhere, especially in Australia. Um, that's fine. That that's let go. But I'm talking about the blatant time wasting that that you know captains do, and that's not just Australian problem. You know, it, everybody does it to a certain extent. Everybody. Every captain. I had a message from Tom here. Happy New Year to you, Tom. Um, he says, and this is a good point that goes against you, really, Lucas, your idea. Um, and like I say, I don't think it's as simple as you make out. If England's opponents think that by calling for regular glove changes or drinks to slow the overrate down means that they will play um, the next test without Ben Stokes, um, don't you think they'd contrive to do that and get the opposition punished? Imagine that the Ashes series where England are playing... And uh, Ollie Pope's calling for fresh gloves every five seconds. The overrate's gone down. Pat Cummins has got no control over that. But Pat Cummins is the man to get suspended in the next test by your by your new rule. No, my new rule. My new rule is is that when the batsman's playing, you give it a three warning system. So if Ollie, so in that in that little example, if Ollie Robinson brought gloves onto the field after being out the crease for only two minutes, umpire goes up to Ollie Robinson, does this little watch warning number one. I guarantee you, if Ben Stokes is sitting up there, he's saying, "What the hell are you doing? You're going to get me suspended." I, I, I guarantee you that 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 is a win-win situation. Opposition captains will tell their batsmen not to waste time, get on with the game, um, and we can bowl our 90 overs. So that's what I mean from that. So in in ODIs, I kind of you know there was a time limit for bowling the um, overs in the ODI Cricket World Cup, wasn't there? Yeah. And there was, a, I think, there was yeah, only they, once. Only once it was enforced, but if you were behind the over rate, if you didn't kind of start to bowl your final over before the cutoff time, yeah. you you lost so many fielders off, um, or you could only your kind of fielding restrictions were worse for the fielding side than they were for the batting side. Um, you couldn't get as many men out on the fence, which obviously could potentially cost you runs in the final um, final knockings of a, an ODI innings. Is there something? Um, that we could do in test cricket that kind of maybe I, replicates that. If you, you know, I, after an hour, if you're if you've not bowled the requisite number of um, overs in that hour, you take a fielder off the park or something. The reason I'm going to say no to that. The reason is is to that is in ODI cricket when you lose a fielder, it can hurt you. If you lose a fielder in test match cricket, where a batsman can just graft and graft and graft, it may not as hurt you as much. 
So I don't think the effect would be as big as in white ball cricket as it would have been in test matches. It would still hurt you, though, uh, wouldn't it? I mean, if, if, if um, well, Joe, Joe Root edges through a vacant yeah. third slip because you've had to take him yeah. off. Well, yeah, but then, then you're net-picking net different batsmen. So you might have a Pajara-type player who sees a gap but says, well, just because you've got a gap, I'm just going to go ahead and play my my style. Um, so I, I don't think it would hurt you as much as in the white ball game. Yeah, I don't think either of us come up with a perfect uh, um, solution yeah. there because it's not it's not an easy thing to tackle. Well, you know, going the, back to my going going back to my black and white youth, um, they used to be bowling eighteen overs an hour or seventeen overs an hour in those days. Now they're struggling to bowl eleven. Um, so it's uh, it, it really is something that needs to be looked at, but it needs to be looked at. Like I said, we, they, they, all of these things that we've talked about today to help test cricket, uh, slow over rates don't we, help test cricket. Not having your best teams out don't help test cricket. These are things we, that they need, gather, to, they, they need to sit down, Lucas. ICC yeah. needs to get people around the table, representatives from all nations, sit them down and say, how do we, you know, this is in your interest to make test cricket thrive and be vibrant. How do we solve the, all these things? Well, regardless of that, the punishment needs to be, be a lot better, bigger or better, or whatever you want to call it. You know, finding someone that's on a million, multi-million dollar contract, five percent of their fee. Uh, really, that's that's not going to inspire them to to go quicker in the overrate because it hasn't done in the past because it keeps on happening. So, re- regardless of what the punishment is or what the ICC need to do. They need to just make the punishment more. more I, feel um, sorry. I, I don't know who pays the fines, whether it is actually the players in reality, whether it's the board that jumps yeah. up the money. But if you're fined half of your match fee for a slow over rate, yeah. I always feel sorry for um, the young lad that's make, making his test debut that hasn't actually quite got as much money as the rest. He's yeah. had half of his match fee disappear mm. out of it. He's actually looking at that 10 grand match fee thinking, oh, blimey, that's the most I've ever got. And it's all of a sudden it's five grand. Whereas Ben Stokes, well, it's pocket change. Well, that's why I mentioned captains only. As you know, South Africa are going to start a, a debut uh, a captain on debut. Uh, now, I don't wish that upon him losing his half <laughs> percent of his match fee. It's a massive yeah. day for him. I mean, just, go, just oh. go, kind of playing sort of, not devil's advocate really, but actually kind of looking at that series. I, I will watch that series probably more than I would have done yeah. if the South African first team will be there because I want to see some of these um, kind of B-listers, with all due respect, having their moment and seeing seeing how they do and uh, and, and watching that captain to see how he how he thrives or doesn't. Well, I'll be watching it against Test Cricket regardless, but to your point, that it, it does want to make me watch it even more. I have a feeling I know what's going to happen. I think it's just basically three points to New Zealand. It'd be very interesting to see how South Africa go in that series um, because I know New Zealand are going to make green tops. On the basis of what we've seen today, Lucas, um, with South Africa's first team being out for 55, you wonder (laughs) if uh, the second team will do better. Maybe that's not such a bad idea after all. Uh, And 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 like I said, these players aren't scrubs. The the team that South Africa are playing in, you know, in New Zealand, you know, Benningham's a a a fantastic county player, uh, leading run scorer, one of the leading run scorers last 12 months. Um, in the county, so um, they're no scrubs. And, and he no, was playing. He was playing before he, he got his debut before the change as well, didn't he? So he was already in the team, really. Yes, but. yeah. Um, so they're, they're not playing any scrubs. They're not getting a guy that's only averaging forty in the domestic league and bringing him over. Um, but I, I, I think it, I think it will be extremely one-sided. I think we might see. I don't think we'll see scores like that, like we just saw in India. But I think we'll see probably lower-like scores from South Africa, especially on those. On those pitches, but bottom line is it's it's three points for New Zealand, isn't it? For free World Test Championship points, isn't it? 
You are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I actually feel um, sorry a little bit for South Africa uh, because they've um, been pushed into a corner and this has happened to them. It could have happened to any smaller nation, this. It could have happened to Pakistan when they were setting up the PSL. It could have happened to the Caribbean, um, West Indies when they were setting up the CPL. It's happened to South Africa because of a load of things have not quite worked Mm -hmm. out for them and they've ended up with uh, um, two things in the calendar at the same time, haven't they? But um, this is where, for me, just going back to where we started with this, this is where the ICC needs to actually say, right, we need to recognise there's an issue here. We need to recognise there are only 365 days in the calendar. We need to recognise that we want to see Test cricket thrive and we want to see white ball cricket thrive and we want to see each and every country thrive. How do we actually pick this up and take this forward so that everybody can get what they want out of this game? Because at the moment, I think there's there's too many conflicts. There's too many... Um, yeah, we see it in in England with the hundred. There's the, there's the ones that want it. There's the ones that don't want it, and basically two tribes kind of going to war. As Frankie goes to Hollywood, would have said. But the uh, we what we want. Ultimately, we're all cricket fans. The cricketers are all cricketers that want to play the game and want to earn from it. We're all cricket fans that want to watch it and enjoy it, whatever shade of ball it is. We need to get a a, a setup where over a, a cycle of cricket, whether that's four or five years. Everybody gets out of the game what they want to get out of it. Well, speak. Well, you, you mentioned you know windows and time. Well, over the last twelve months, the ICC have now brought back the Champions League, Champions Trophy. So that's even more time out the window, James, mm. um, for a, a tournament that that does not need to be anywhere. I know the I know the Champions Tour was once part of white ball cricket outside the World Cup, you know, back in the early two thousands and that. But it's you know we. It's an unnecessary thing where you don't need you don't need to do that with already time that's not available and you've the remaining time you've crammed it in with an unnecessary tournament. If I was, um, so if, I was if, if that if those months of the year where the Champions Trophy is going to be played are actually vacant, which I doubt very much because you could soon fill them up with other stuff, but I'd, I'd bring back the Champions League. We've got you know if, if we're going to celebrate the fact that we've got all of these franchise tournaments around the world, get the champions of South Africa, get the champions of the PSL, get the champions of the CPL, get the champions of the Big Bash, the IPL, all together to actually play out to see who's the best club side in the world, kind of thing. I think I think they actually did that one year, James. I think oh, yeah, I remember I went, the. I went to it. It was really good. Yeah, the 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 I think I think the Sydney Sixers won yeah. one at one year, um, but then they wouldn't get the crowd, so I think it just died. Um, we well, got it got shunted to uh, South Africa one year when India was having elections, I think, and that's when I went. But the um, it was and what what that was as well. What I found really good about the Champions League was that um, Yorkshire went. That's why I went, and um, it meant that some of the players that played for Yorkshire who were never going to play international cricket, were playing on the on a big stage. They were playing against the likes of MS Dhoni and some of the big IPL stars yeah. and stuff like that. So it gave them a moment, a chance to shine kind of thing, really. And what was wrong with the Champions um, League um, was that 
um, again, the big three ruled it because um, India were guaranteed three teams in the main draw. Australia yeah. were guaranteed two teams in the main draw. I think England were guaranteed um, two participants. And then you got the likes of Pakistan and some of the other countries only had one participant. So it still wasn't fair. See, the, I, uh, speaking of Champions, tro- Champions, uh, Champions League, like they do in the, the football, um, I had a idea many years ago that um, the domestic four-day competition should have a Champions League. But you're never going to, like, so let's say w- WA uh, win it or your Yorkshire win it or whoever wins it in the Ranchi That's all come together and play in tournament. Yeah. Well, I think it was an idea at one point, then it kind of just died down very quickly. Mm. But you won't see that because, as you've just mentioned, you've mentioned white ball again. So once again, this is, this is the problem with white ball. Once again, it's sacrificing red ball cricket to pull more white ball in. Now, now do we want a red ball Champions League tournament? Probably not. Would it be interesting? Well, well depends on your fi- ask. One, final, one yeah. final point before we finish today. Um is that at the moment we've got three formats. We'll ignore the 100 and T10 for now. Uh, we've got three oh, four, three major formats. We've got test cricket or first-class cricket, red ball. We've got white ball cricket or the longer form domestic white ball. And then, yeah. then we've got T20. Um, for me, I mean, I, I quite enjoyed the Cricket World Cup, I have to say, but the I find that I am much more likely to give up a day of my life to watch a day's test cricket than I am to watch a, an ODI. I think ODIs yeah. are long, um, and yeah. they are, they take a lot of um, you know you have to commit a lot to that. I, I personally, I'd take out bilateral ODI series full stop, fifty over yeah. stuff. Yeah. Get just get rid. Maybe play once every four years, like the like the football World Cup. Play a global fifty over tournament like we've just seen in India. But apart from that, take fifty overs out the calendar, and then you've got you've got time. You've got a little bit of slack in the existing calendar, and rather than People at the ICC think, bing, that's a good idea. Let's shoehorn in another IPL or something else yeah, to make yeah. more money. Actually give yeah. some test series a bit of time to breathe. Let Afghanistan, Ireland, um, Netherlands, if they get on board, West Indies, whatever, play three test series rather than just the one or two test series, which are, quite frankly, unsatisfactory. And that, you just that, what, what's beautiful about a test series is, and that's why the Ashes is great, and why England against India coming up in the, in this year is great. That you get the a five day test match. I've I, I kind of go back to what I, I say this a lot, but to me, a test match is like a, a feature film, the, you know, an Oscar winning movie. Yeah, you, know, you get you get bad ones, you get good ones, but you know, an Oscar winning movie, the very best test match has that narrative going through five days where you get the best playing against the best and you get a climax, which is, which is worth waiting for. Um, as I say, you get some bad tests as well. Uh, an ODI is a little bit more like a kind of an hour long um, TV program. A T20 is more like a TV advert. You get some really funny TV adverts. You get some really poor TV adverts, but they are quite quick and you forget about them quite, you know, get forget about them quite quickly. I cut, you know, you, you asked me to kind of, try and tell you the ins and outs of a, a T20 that I saw two years ago, I'd struggle. You asked me to tell you every ball of the T- 2005 Ashes series, I'll be able to talk yeah. you through every single test match. That is the difference. And the, the beauty of a, a long series then, you've got these isolated um, test match matches, which you have the, these narratives going through. And then when you get three match series, four match series or a five match series, 
you get the narrative going through the series. You get Stuart Broad getting on top of David Warner. Can David Warner fight back? You get these little battles that go through over a period of a month rather than just over five days. That's why Test cricket is brilliant. You don't get that yeah. quite anywhere near as much in a T20 or a hundred or a or a T10 competition. And that's why Test cricket needs to be preserved because it is it's got that ability to take you on a journey. Not just kind of like give you know you wait you're going to watch a, a T10 for two hours, forget about it, move on with your life. A, a test series takes you on a journey. Well, it's a bit like the Titanic, you know, takes you on a journey. Not that journey. Them. No, we yeah. don't want that journey. <laughs> I don't want to be sinking no, in an iceberg. No, 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 good, good movie by the way. If anyone's a movie fanatic, haven't seen that, very good movie. Uh, and number two to your point, oh, I don't, I don't want you to bring up the 2005 Astro series, James. Um, because once again, I didn't go to school during those days, uh, and I wish I did. Um, especially the the second Test match where we fell two runs short. This, um, ladies boy, and that was this a... is why Lucas is like he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he we <laughs> watched too much Test cricket and not enough schoolwork. Um, when the teacher told him to pay attention, he fell asleep. <laughs> uh, I don't recommend that. Well, if, if that's what you got to do, watch Test cricket, then I do recommend that. Um, but in all in all seriousness, I think. India, Australia, and England—they're always going to going to play their test their test series. And just on India and South Africa, why that's a two-test series, I'll have absolutely no idea. And why the New Zealand and Australian test match in New Zealand—we haven't been to New Zealand since 2015, I think. That's only a two-test series. That's an absolute disgrace. Absolute mm. disgrace. Why those two test series are only two tests—I'll never know. Like they're, they're always going to pay the their... thing about a five test series is a batter could start out of form and by the third test can actually find some form and still have a very good series. If you if you're only playing a two test series, that batter never finds form and just has a dreadful two tests, doesn't he? You know, you get you get kind of swings of uh, of kind of dominance. I mean, like we saw in the summer with where England played uh, Australia, Australia won the first two. England bounce back. You get that potential for things to change during a series, which oh, you don't I... you, you don't give it the opportunity in a two test series. And... And also with the two test series, the result of the first test kind of dictates what the series is going to be. Yeah. So like South Africa winning the the first test, India can't win the series. Mm. I think I think that's completely garbage. You know, the the, the outcome of a series is decided by the first test. Um, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, but that's that again. That's an ICC problem. Um, we've I've tried. I've certainly tried my best to um, try to get their attention. That's fairly long depth years. Um, I think you tried your best on that, James. That's fallen on deaf ears. So um, it seems to me that they're, they're content living in their own little bubble uh, and filling us with uh, white ball cricket, like, which I said no problem with. But when it's sacrificing test cricket, then that's when I have a problem. That's when I can't uh, support white ball cricket at any format. Just on just on that World Cup, you know, I, I didn't even bother watching the World Cup until Australia made the semi because I was disinterested in it. I wasn't. I wasn't, you know, drawn to it by any stage. You know, I thought outside of India matches, the crowd was very dismal. You know, there were some matches where there was just an empty stand. I think I think that that's pretty poor in a major sporting tournament where you have empty seats everywhere. Um, you're, but you're, I wasn't... Opening a, you're opening up a whole other discussion here. But I think that some of those stadia are so big. I mean, it's the yeah. stadia, was it the Ahmedabad one's got 130,000 capacity, so you could put 60,000 yeah. in there and it looks empty. Um, so I, I think that can be an optical illusion at some of those. And the crowds did get better 
as the Cricket World Cup went yeah, they on. Got, they got better, but when it wasn't India or the or Australia or England, the, the crowds are, for me, very small. Like I said, it could be an illusion because I've seen the one of their biggest stadium, Eden Gardens, completely packed in a day-night test match where they played Bangladesh. Hmm. Um, you know, who would have thought that? Full house against Bangladesh in a test match. Um, and that was absolutely fantastic. I don't know if you ever saw that 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 test match, James, but that was absolutely incredible. Um, just the atmosphere, how it was presented, how it was done, how it was hyped. I thought that was absolutely outstanding. Like I said, we're, we're traditionalist, James. We we prioritise on web belt format. You know, we other people like youngsters don't have the attention span um, to watch six hours of cricket a day, and that, that's fine. That's okay. As long as I'm around, as long as people like you're around, James, um, we'll at least try our best to support Test cricket. And I think that's the most important thing at this point where white ball is literally shoved in our face. There you go. There's one way to finish this podcast, the white ball being shoved in your face. Anyway, Lucas, thank you very much for joining me today. I don't think we've actually changed anything there, but it's been a nice discussion to have. <laughs> and uh, trying to get uh, kind of people just turning their attention in the, in the spotlight on uh, Test cricket, which of course England and uh, Ben Stokes and Baz Ball are trying to save. So come on, England, as they uh, travel to India to get beaten 5 0. Um, we will, um, no, hopefully not. Um, anyway, um, I'll review yeah. that one. Don't worry, I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be watching that series. Don't you worry about that, James. I'll be watching it. that ball by ball. I, Trust I mean, me on that one. I would love it if England won 5-0 themselves, but I really do fear for England and Buzzball in, 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 in conditions. I have a confession, James. I have a confession. I hope England win. I hope England win that series. You know why, James? Because I want Australia to be the first team to break Buzzball. I don't, I don't want it to be India. I want it to be Australia. You come to Australia in 2026, undefeated, Buzzball never lost a series, and then we come and win 5-0. Oh, that'd be the dream. I would really love that. Not going to happen. We're going to be beaten in India. I, I do fear for it. I hope. I hope Ben Stokes and his team have success there. But I, I do fear in India, yeah, England are going right. to suffer. But then, then by yeah. the time they've learnt from those lessons, they'll go to Australia and absolutely uh, rub your nose in the dirt, Lucas. Um, happy but New Year! Wait, to you. <laughs> wait for the green tops. We we got green tops. Wait with Scott Boland with Joe Root's name all over that. You know, we, we don't you worry about that, James. Five luxury green tops. Scott Boland will be 86 by then. Anyway, um, we will uh, we will finish today's podcast. We've just gone over the hour mark. Thank you, everybody, for uh, watching as we've been uh, rambling on live. And uh, thanks for tuning in later as well on the audio podcast. On any Cricket Badger podcast platform, just put Cricket Badger podcast into Google. You'll find it somewhere and be able to listen along later as well. Subscribe to it too, so you can always get them straight into your phone or your, your laptop. Thanks to Gareth. Happy New Year to him as well. Tune yep, to Gareth Ian's uh, YouTube channel too and that's where you can see this on as well lucas thank you again thanks for watching everybody and we'll see you next time everybody thanks for tuning in sports social podcast network Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.